Hi and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip and empower you to discover a life-changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening. So I'm just going to jump straight into scripture. Um, I'm reading this morning from Luke 24 verse 1 on the ball, Danny, as usual. On the first day of the week, early, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and all the others. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Amen. The The title of my message this morning is The Danger of Distraction. With the subtitle... You're still in the game. Turn to someone this morning and say, you're still in the game. How many of us can relate to that penalty? When you've taken your eyes off the ball and your world comes crashing down, when we fall to our knees and we think it's over, meanwhile, the devil's doing a lap of honour and God's watching over and saying, I'm not finished, the ball's still rolling. Some of you need to look up this morning and realise that your ball is still rolling. It might look like it's over, but you are still in the game. The Bible tells us that the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. But who knows that the first thing he'll always always try to do is distract you. If he can distract you, he can attack you. If he can distract you, he can rob you. He can rob you of the truth, rob you of identity rob you of finances, rob you of relationships. When the devil wants to kill, steal and destroy something, he'll always distract you first. We live in a world with so many distractions, from adverts to pop-ups, notifications and alerts. Every day there's a battle of things fighting for your attention. But it's not always physical things. Our thoughts, feelings and emotions can get distracted. In the blink of an eye, we can go from the top of the mountain to the the depths of despair. The definition of distraction is anything that prevents us from concentrating on something else. The opposite of distraction is focus. I'll never um, forget growing up as a boy, my dad used to sit me at the kitchen table and go over my annual school report And every year it was exactly the same thing. Kenneth is a pleasant young boy, full of creativity with good imagination. 
There's no doubt he has great potential. However, Kenneth is far too easily distracted. He must learn to focus on the task in front of him and be less concerned with the people and things around him. This is when teachers could tell you the truth <laughs> in a report card. This paragraph followed me year after year after year, all the way through primary and high school. Unfortunately, 30 years later, not much has changed. If Gillian had to write you a report today, it would be Kenneth is easily distracted. But I'm sure Gillian's mum and dad will agree that I'm not the only one. I remember a time when Jim and Liz were so hungry, they couldn't wait to make something, so they drove to McDonald's drive through they drove to the speaker, made their order, went to the next window and paid for it. Drove all the way home, sat down and looked at each other and realised they'd stopped, they hadn't stopped to pick up their food. <laughs> Distraction will rob you. Which forces the question this morning. What have you been robbed of today because of distraction? What have you left behind, behind or walked away from because a lack of focus? First Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Distraction happens when we allow ourselves to wander. The devil prowls around looking for those who wander. Whether it's your finances, your diet, your integrity, values or character, a lack of focus will leave you wide open to attack. How often do we look up and find ourselves a million miles away from where we should be? Two stone overweight, two grand over budget or two glasses over the limit, simply because we allowed ourselves to wander. Colossians 3 verse 1 says, because we have been raised with Christ, set your focus on the things above. When I look back and think about all the times that I found myself in real trouble, it's because I took my eyes off of Jesus. During the first lockdown, some of you will remember that I brought a message called Giants in Disguise. And what God was showing me at the time really impacted and stuck with me because I realised I was facing some giants that didn't look like giants. Friendly giants, family giants, familiar giants, advice giants. If you didn't hear the message at the time, I would really encourage you to go back and watch it on YouTube. But the basis of the word was that David's biggest giant wasn't Goliath. Because it only took one stone to kill Goliath. David's biggest giants were the voices on the sidelines that tried to distract him. The uninvited thoughts, feelings and opinions that he didn't ask for but showed up anyway. The gate crashers who tried to force their way in and take him out. But the reason these giants were so dangerous is because they came dressed as encouragement. They came disguised as wisdom, protection and advice. But underneath, these were people who were threatened by David's faith and confidence. When David stepped up to face Goliath, it was the insecure voices of his brother who said, you're too young, you're too small, you're too weak. It was the voice of wisdom and experience from Saul who tried to 
make him wear armour that was too heavy, too big and too restrictive. These were the real giants that David faced. But sometimes our biggest distraction isn't the voice of others, but the voice from within. The voice of disappointment or regret. The voice of doubt, fear and insecurity. Like Moses, when God asked him to go and lead the Israelites, his first response was, no way. How can I lead a nation when I can't even string a sentence together? Or Jonah, who went on the run when God asked him to go and preach to Nineveh. Or Eve in the Garden of Eden, when the devil came disguised as a snake and whispered lies of deception. Whatever your giant is, be careful, because not all giants scream and shout. The devil will use whatever voice he can to distract you. That's why in Ephesians we're instructed as, as Christians to carry the shield of faith in order to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. Notice how it's des it, they're described as fiery darts. Fiery darts are when the, the, the tip is dipped in a, a flammable su uh, substance in order to ignite whatever it lands on. And sometimes it only takes one comment, one look, one situation for us to explode because we're already loaded with insecurity, shame or fear. So when the devil targets you, he only has to dip that dart in a little bit of lies, a little bit of doubt to take you out. Distraction is such a subtle yet deadly giant. A giant so small that it's taken some of the biggest men and women out because they didn't see it coming. I want to look this morning at four things that the devil targets in an effort to distract us and cause us to wander from Jesus. Number one is distracted eyes. Number two is distracted minds. Number three is distracted feet. And number four is distracted hearts. Gillian spoke about the importance of the word, so that's what we're going to do, a quick fire here in the word. Matthew 6 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are, unhe are healthy, your, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. When Samson was distracted by Delilah, he lost his strength because his eyes were seduced by her beauty. Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of, of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. When Mary and Martha came to blows, Martha's mind was preoccupied with the, with the things of the flesh. Her massive to-do list distracted her from spending time with Jesus. Proverbs 4 says, watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or the left, but turn your foot from evil. When Eve was deceived by the snake, it caused her feet to wander. She gave in to evil because she crossed a forbidden line. Distracted eyes, minds, feet and hearts will cause you to wander from all that God has for you. When David stepped out to face Goliath, he was fully focused on what God was asking him to do. 
Nothing could distract him, and as a result, he walked in victory. But that wasn't always the case. Later on, when David's promoted as king, he takes his eyes off the ball, and he gets distracted, and he starts to wander. One day while he's out in the, the roof terrace, dreaming about plans to build a new temple, all of a sudden his eyes are distracted. He starts to admire a woman across from him, sunbathing on a, on a balcony, a woman called Bethesda, a woman who's married to a member of David's army. And just as his focus begins to wander, the devil fires one of those fiery darts called lust. And the first thing it lands on is his eyes. Then it spreads to his mind when he starts to fantasize. And before he knows it, his feet have wandered. He goes from standing on the roof to lying in bed with Bethesda. The devil will always take you out when you're on a high. David had just come back from dancing in the streets and celebrating retrieving the Ark of the Covenant. And now he's been compromised. I hear so many people praying to God and asking God for promotion and position. But if God's going to answer that prayer, we need to be ready with the character to match the talent. We need to be ready with integrity to match the gifting. Because whenever you're up in that rooftop, you become a massive target for the enemy. David's distraction didn't stop here. That fiery dart called lust spread from his eyes to his mind to his feet and finally his heart as he orchestrated a plan to kill Bethesda's husband. A gifted, talented man of God, anointed for greatness, taken out in one moment of distraction. Sometimes we can't control what we see with our eyes, but we can control what we do with it. Do we glance and look away, or do we stop and gaze? Do we give it time to take root and grow into something more dangerous? Distraction happens when we allow ourselves to wander. When we wander through YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, when we wander through Netflix and Amazon, when we wander through down the chocolate aisle or the alcohol aisle, when we wander from our circle of friends, when we wander from church, when we wander from scripture, when we wander from God's promises, how far do we go before we look up and realise we're a million miles from where we should be? Earlier on we read the scripture about Mary and the disciples who ran to an empty grave looking for Jesus. The angel says to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? Some of you this morning are running to empty graves looking for life. Looking for value in a salary. Looking for acceptance from man. Looking for popularity on social media. Looking for a partner through an app. Looking for sex, drugs and rock and roll as an answer. Whenever our thoughts, feelings and emotions get distracted, it causes our feet to wander. And as a result, we run to empty graves. And it causes us to forget God's promise. And we start to look for things in the wrong places. Jesus told the disciples on numerous occasions, do not fear, 
I'm about to hand myself over to these people and they're going to crucify me. They're going to beat me beyond recognition. I'm going to suffer a horrible death. But do not fear because three days later I'm going to raise to life again. What he was saying was, this is going to get messy. But don't get distracted. It's going to look bad, but keep your eyes on the ball. And trust me, this is not the end. Yet three days later, they ran to an empty grave looking for his body. Sometimes what we see with our eyes and what we think with our minds distracts us from what we know in our hearts. Mary knew in her heart that Jesus was who he said he was. She believed that he would keep his promise. But because she was full of fear, she got distracted from the truth. And the truth was that Jesus was alive and standing right in front of her. But Mary's doubt couldn't see that. What God wants to say this morning is, it's time to come out of the empty grave. Some of you are grieving things that aren't dead. Disappointment has distracted you from God's promise. Heartache and setbacks have caused you to wander and robbed you of the truth. I believe God is calling time on distractions today. Do you believe that? People who have forgotten what God's promise is. People who have been deceived of the truth. It's time to get back in the game because God's not finished with you. Don't get me wrong. The last two years of COVID have been absolutely devastating. But the truth is, the church is still alive, people. Your purpose is still alive. Your calling is still alive. Don't allow disappointment to rob you. It's time to remember God's promise. That vision he gave you, it's not dead. That seed he planted, that prophecy he gave you, that picture that he showed you, it's not dead. It's time to come out of the grave. It's time to come out of disappointment, church. It's time to come out of past hurts. It's time to come out of setbacks. It's time to come out of grieving. Because you're still in the game. God wants to finish what he started. I don't know what you're going through right now. But if you feel lost, if you feel overwhelmed or overlooked, could it be that you've been distracted? Could it be that you're looking for life in dead places? Could it be that you've forgotten a promise that God gave you? It says when Mary, Mary was looking for his body, she began to weep. Then she turned around and seen Jesus standing, but she didn't recognize him. Then he called her by name and her eyes were open. Notice how everything changed when Jesus called her by name. There are people here this morning and God is trying to get your attention because he's calling you 
by name. Isaiah 43 says, Do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. Hallelujah. Jesus is calling you by name. Keith, Tom, Laura, Jennifer, Mum, Lisa, Bradley, Angie, James, Janice, he's calling you by name. The storm, the waves, the flames and the fire, they're all distractions. You are still in the game. The devil might be doing a lap of honour right now, but he is a fool. Because just like that stone that rolled away, your ball is still rolling, and any time now it's going to cross that line. I believe dead things are going to come alive this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to break distractions in your life. Anything that would come between relationships, healing, forgiveness and restoration, it's time to realign our eyes with Jesus. It's time to focus our thoughts, steps and hearts towards Jesus this morning. Let's get back in the game, one church. COVID was a massive distraction, but we are still standing. The church is still alive. Let's finish what we started. Amen. Let's stand, one church. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen in. We pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you. If you have found it helpful, why not share it with someone or leave a comment? To find out more and stay connected, you can follow us at One Church Scotland through our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Take care and have a great week.